What's up guys? Welcome to episode three of Enjoy the Sass. My name is Faith and I am the host of this podcast. And if we haven't met yet, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the podcast. And for those of you who are tuning back in, hello again. I wish that I could reach across this microphone and give you all a hug and say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. I don't have a guest on the podcast today. It's just me. I hope that's okay with you. So because I don't have a guest on this episode, I want to talk about something that I get asked about a lot, and that is how I got into production and what it means and what it looks like for me today. So here is a little bit of that story. I hope you guys enjoy. So I like to say that I kind of fell into production and I fell into being a producer, but really when I pare down my story and I think about it, I always knew deep down that I didn't really want to be in front of the camera. When I started at UT, I thought that an RTF degree meant that I was going into broadcast journalism and quickly found out that that wasn't the case and was okay with it because I realized that I didn't actually want to be in front of the camera. I was more interested in what was happening behind the scenes and behind the camera and who you could see on the late night TV shows flitting back and forth Um, during commercial breaks when they would do those little segments before and after the commercials and I wanted to be on that side or being the person wearing the headsets. I always thought that was so cool. So as I went through my college experience and got to learn the ins and outs of filmmaking, I started taking classes that were more about the nitty-gritty of making a film and what it takes to finance a film and how to budget for a film and how to cast for a film and how to get equipment and gear for a film and also how to write a script. I took a screenwriting class and I absolutely loved it. I had so much fun writing scripts because I had never written a script before. I'd only written short stories and poems and when you look at a script, it looks really strange. Um, There's, you know, dialogue that's spaced out and there's little action points and things look different on a script than they do in a book where you read every point of action and you read the dialogue as though you're the one doing it instead of an actor or a character name. And so I took that class and I really loved experiencing that side of filmmaking because a script is where it all starts or an idea is where it all starts. And then I took a production class, an intro to producing class, where I learned how to make a budget for a film. We had to, in the course of a semester, one of the hardest things I've ever done is have to build a prospectus for a film, which is basically a business plan. I had to put together an entire business plan about an adaptation for a web series that I wrote in my screenwriting class. And I had to think about every little detail from how we were gonna pay the person who parked cars or the person who watered the plants for the set or the person who took out the trash. You have to think about all of those things when you are making a film. And I had no idea until I started paring it down and looking at everything and seeing all those little people that you see float across your screen when you're watching the credits. How do you pay all those people? What does that take? And also, what does it take to take a script from just a script with a bunch of words and dialogue and make it into a real movie? And I loved every second of it. It was the most fun. 
we learned how to break down a script into its tiniest component, including the watch that someone wears. And that was so cool to me. And it really started my journey of learning that being a producer was exactly what I wanted to be. Then I got to take a class with the same professor who's one of my favorite professors at UT, Richard Lewis. If you are at UT right now and he's teaching, you should definitely take his classes because his intro to production class was one of the hardest classes I've ever taken and one of my favorites. And then him teaching thesis, also one of the hardest things I've ever done, but one of my favorites. So highly recommend that if Richard is still teaching, you check his classes out. Um, so I took his production class and then I took his thesis class. And in thesis, what you do is you take a director and a producer and you make a film within the confines of a semester. So from January to May, we were tasked with taking a script that was written by my director and turning it into a movie. We filmed our little short film that I'll link below because it's still one of my favorite things I've ever made. We took that film and we shot it in March during spring break out in Del Valley. And there was a moment on set in the midst of all the chaos where one of my crew members told me that this was his favorite set he had ever worked on and that I was the best producer he had ever worked on. And in that moment, I knew. I knew that producing was for me because I was able to see this little five-page script turned from a five-page script that had mutant birds and post-apocalyptic comedy into a movie that had meteors and post-apocalyptic buddy comedy. And it was the greatest time of my life. That journey didn't stop there. My production journey didn't stop after I produced my college thesis. And I think that that is one of the things that I tend to forget. I tend to look at the highest point, which was my thesis, and then everything else after that has sort of paled in comparison. Um, but that's not true. I had the great experience to become a field production assistant for a reality TV show that the production company was based out of Austin. I sort of fell again, fell into that job um, because I applied for a PA position on a whim because I was looking for something new to do um, aside from my normal day job. And I went in for an interview. At the same time as I did the interview, I got trained on how to become a DIT meaning I would dump all of the data from the media cards every day. And I also got trained on all of the gear and equipment that I would be in charge of wrangling for all of the shoots. As well, I did all of the start paperwork, which if you've ever worked on any sort of film set that required you to do start paperwork, it takes forever. It's a huge packet that you have to do. But that was my intro to being a PA. I did all the paperwork. I got signed up. I interviewed and did all the training on a Tuesday, I think. And by Thursday, I got a text message from the production manager asking me to go to Houston on the following, 
I believe it was a Monday. So within five days of signing all of the paperwork, I was going to do my first travel shoot. And it started there on October 1st. I remember because it was perfectly on the day of the month that was the first day of the month. So I started my production assistant duties on October 1st of 2016. So it was a little bit after I graduated, got settled into post-graduation life while still working for my dad's company. And I was driving a crew Dodge Caravan to Houston from Austin to do a shoot at a hospital. And that first weekend shoot, I had never experienced anything like it before. Our call time was, I believe, 3 a.m. And I was in charge of making sure all of the gear was loaded into the vans and ready to go at 3 a.m. when the rest of the crew would mosey down from their hotel rooms and we would get to the hospital. So that was my job. And I did that job for six months. I was a travel PA for six months with this company. And it's very humbling to be a production assistant because everyone, think about the bellhop at a hotel that um, everyone loads everything onto the cart and then they walk away and expect the bellhop to take everything and carry it up to the rooms and, you know, do all that stuff. That's what a PA does, especially a PA on a small set with a producer, a cam op, and an audio person. The PA does the job of the DIT, the production assistant, the crafty person, and every other job that you could ever imagine on a film set that isn't done by the above the line crew. So I did that job for six months. I learned so much about film and TV especially reality TV. I had no idea some of the stuff that isn't really real. We can talk about those stories later if you really want to hear about them. I have some great ones and I probably have some archived photos that would make you not want to eat your lunch today, (laughs) but we won't share those for now because nobody needs to see that unexpectedly. Um, This job taught me a lot about myself. And it made me realize that even though there were days where I would be on the road for four days, come home for two days, and then be on the road again to a whole nother state with a whole different set of climate, I loved every second of it. I complained a lot. And that's something I need to work on. But I did it. And I did the job well. And I was a hard worker. And I had a great time doing it. I met some amazing people. And I wouldn't trade any of my experience for the world. Um, So that was my experience as a PA. A little different than being a producer and being at the top of the game. But a very humbling experience and a really necessary experience for anyone who wants to get into production. I think that they say you have to earn your stripes for a reason. You have to pay your dues. And... I definitely paid a lot of dues being a PA. It's a very tough job and you don't sleep a lot, but I think that it has made me a hard worker in every area because of the experiences that I had on that set. 
So I know that my story is not the same as yours, and I know that everyone has their own journey to get to where they are, and I love that my story is different because I started my journey in filmmaking and in the entertainment industry at the top in college as a producer. I got to be part of the big decisions and help make the film what it is today. And then I became a PA and I had to fall under the leadership of other people and do what I was told and what was expected and asked of me. And I kind of love that because I got to see what it's like to do what it is that I want to do at the top of where I want to be, and then I got to experience what it's like to do that. Same thing, same dream, same vision, but from a position where you really do have to pay your dues. And now... I get to have a greater appreciation for what it is that every aspect of a production team does because of the journey that my experience has been. And I love that. So that's just a little bit of my story. Um, It doesn't end there. I am producing my podcast and I'm producing events at my church and I help produce fashion shows, but one day I'll get back to film. And until then, the little things that I get to do every day that are glimpses of what I want to be doing forever keep me close to my dream and keep me from forgetting who I am and what I love to do. So if you have something you love to do or that you've been thinking about or debating doing, go for it. If I've learned anything from this podcast and from starting something from just a dream or just a script like a movie, it's that it just takes doing it to get it started. And if you have the motivation and you have the drive to do something, you can do it. I want to leave you with a few questions and I'll post the questions in the show notes as well so that you can send me a message or comment with your answers to those questions. The first one is, what are you listening to or reading that you're super jazzed about. Right now, for me, I have been listening to the Lauren Daigle album, Look Up Child. It's her newest one, and it is so amazing. It's so anointed, and her voice is just incredible. The second thing I want to know is, what are you doing to chase your dreams? Or what's something that you're super passionate about? Right now, for me, obviously, this podcast is a huge passion and a huge um, thing that I'm excited about and so looking forward to all that comes from it. So what is it for you that you're super excited or passionate about? The third thing that I want to ask you is what is it that you do in the cold weather months that you love? For me, it's cuddling up with a blanket and watching movies on a Saturday. That is my absolute favorite thing to do. I love love, love that. So what is it for you in these months, October, November, December, that you do that you just love um, when it's cold outside that you maybe don't get to do when it's hot outside? To be honest, I cuddle up and watch movies on a Saturday at all times of the year, but I especially love it when it's crisp and cold outside and I get to wear my sweater 
and have my blanket and it's just great. I love it and probably add some hot cocoa or some tea or some coffee and I am just as happy as ever. So tell me what your favorite cold weather activity is and also answer the other two questions because I just love to hear what you guys have to say and what your thoughts are on all the things. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode three. I really hope that you enjoyed hearing a little bit of my story. I'd love to hear your thoughts or comments or if you have any questions or if you want to answer my questions that I left you at the end of this episode, feel free to send me a message. I'm super easy to find at enjoy the sass on Instagram at Faith Rugen on Twitter, or you can send me an email host at enjoy And then be sure that you're subscribed so you can get everything Enjoy the Sass as soon as it comes out. I've got some super amazing people that I'm going to talk to coming up and you don't want to miss it. So subscribe, rate us, give us a review, and maybe even share us with a friend. Until next time, guys, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the Sass and we'll talk to you soon.